Hi, Andy. How are you? Pretty good, Robin. I uh, hope you're doing the same. Mm -hmm. So guys, we took a few week hiatus uh, for a few weeks. You know, some uh, some uh, things came, same came come up, but we're ready to, we're back at it, which is uh, very good. Uh, we're going to start with some of the news. Like uh, in Indianapolis, they've announced that Frank Wright has been let go. Uh, the more questionable thing is who they're replacing yeah. him with. Uh, what do you think, Robin? Well, first they had. Um the, year, the week before this week, um, they let go of the offense coordinator, Marcus Brady, um, who wasn't even calling plays. He was just in the offense game plan. They let him go. The week before that, they benched Matt Ryan at 3-4-1, three, 3? Three? Yes, or 3-3-1 three, three or 3-4-1. So they're still kind of in contention at that point. Go to Sam Ellinger. Now, you know, same day they let go of Frank Reich, they go to... Not Gus Bradley, who was a head coach with you know Jacksville. Not John Fox, who was a coach on two Super Bowl teams, is on that staff. Not Reggie Wayne, who's a receiver coach, but Jeff Saturday, the ESPN analyst and former Pro Bowl center. Uh, to say that sent shockwaves would be a massive understatement. I guess he's a former high school coach who went 20-16 and 16 in high school, but in terms of High-level coaching experience, there's nothing there. So, I, you know, it blindsided me. But what did you think of it? Although Jim Mercer can, you know, make some out-of-left-fields at left-field moves, as we've seen in the last year or so. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's hoping they can – like he doesn't think Jeff has it, so maybe he's hoping they'll tank or something. Mm -hmm. Or It's just uh, – or maybe he's just thinking that Jeff is good enough to – Maybe he won't wow anything, but maybe he'll contain mm -hmm. the team and not make them look bad for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. some, something like that. Um, I sometimes, and again, I think, yeah, I do want to get, again, you know, we're, we love Frank Reich here. You yeah. know, he gave us the greatest miracle in any game. I think it was the right, the right move. Yeah. I just, I think it was really out. What, what's been happening is kind of been out of his control. Like he was hoping yeah. to get Andrew, like and, when Andrew Luck was here his first year, they were fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, they started one and five and they, they came back, uh, yeah. they made the playoffs, another run. And it just, you know, it just, everything was good to go. It's just, they just couldn't find the right quarterback. Like they mm -hmm. were, and they were such a good, they were a good enough team that they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't get someone in the draft, like a mm -hmm. Herbert or something like that. And, yeah. you know, so, from what I've been reading and what I'm hoping with Frank, mm -hmm. I, I just I think Frank had the potential to be a very great head coach. He still does. It just yeah. this this was not working out. So sometimes you got to pull the ripcord, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'll say this: if like if the if the Cardinals keep screwing up or the Chargers mm -hmm. keep screwing up, uh, you know, they get rid of their their coaches. You know, Kings mm -hmm. Kingsbury in uh, Arizona and. Uh, yeah. Is it Stefanski for the Chargers? No, that's uh, it's, uh, Staley. Staley. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Staley, I, got, yeah. I got the yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes wording coaches wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's, that's right. Staley, yes. Stefanski's the Browns, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. So, you know, I just, that, that, are, that could be two teams that would be great under a Frank Wright kind mm -hmm. of uh, coaching. You know, he got mm -hmm. all the pieces there. And, you know, I think he's proven he's a very great offensive-minded guy. So, I think either way... He'll he'll have some a good place to, to mm -hmm. plant his feet on at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, 
either being a head coach or maybe an offensive coordinator. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think most likely O coordinator. Um, it was sounding like he really wanted that Colts job. He's like 10 to 12 years, be there for his full tenure, would be 10 to 12 years, and then retire after that. And uh, I think it was, I can't remember which side it was, it might have been the Athletic or an Indianapolis paper that put a piece together about that. But he had said that that was his original plan. And then, you know, right after he's fired, he's having this interview about it. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, Eagles, you know, even this season could reach out to him since he was the offense coordinator for them when they, you know, last got to and won the Super Bowl. Um, And Nick Sirianni, you know, was the offense coordinator in Indianapolis before becoming the under Frank Reich before becoming the coach in Philly. So that could be an intriguing fit if something happened this year. But um, maybe he might just take some time with um, himself and family to kind of evaluate things. Yeah, and again, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say this: this was the. Well, I mean, I guess this year the writing was kind of on the wall, but yeah. there, there was there's a few other coaches I think that are more of a hot seat than he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it's very interesting, and I will mm-hmm. say, uh, I think now it's safe to pull the speaking of ripcords, pulling the ripcord on saying the uh, Colts won that division. Yeah. Uh, now I, I think it's pretty safe. For the Titans, uh, then again, the Jaguars are yeah. only two games away, so maybe they can mm. pull an upset out. Yeah, and they their only thing is that all six of their losses are one-score losses, so they're the type of team that's either been really good or just on you know, the cusp of winning, like really dominant or just on the cusp of winning, although their first close win was their comeback against uh, the Vegas Raiders over the weekend, so maybe they finally are going to get some luck going in those close games that they had virtually none um, beforehand. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, uh, there's some big news rumbling in the NFL, Robin. Mm. I don't know if you wanted to mention that. Uh, Is it the Washington one you're talking about? Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Washington one. Yep. So the D.C. um, Attorney General is going to announce – I believe, let's look at that. I just want to pull that up real quick. Yep, so they are um, announcing for a press conference um, Thursday being tomorrow to make a major announcement regarding the organization of the commanders and their potential financial improprieties. And the commanders, known to do this on occasion with a bunch of things, just had a tone-deaf response, and their response was, less than three months ago, a 23-year-old player on our team, um, I'm sure you remember, Brian Robinson. Um, so the statement continues to go on, was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C., today the Washington commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that the D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to make a major announcement related to the organization tomorrow. Um, the commanders have been fully cooperated, have fully cooperated with the AG's investigation for nearly a year. As recently as Monday, a lawyer for the team met with the AG, who did not suggest at that time they intended to take any action, and in fact revealed fundamental misunderstandings of the underlying facts. 
It's unfortunate that in his final days in office, Mr. Racine, I'm assuming that's the Attorney General, appears more interested in making splashy headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing the hard work of making the streets safe for our citizens, including bringing justice to the people who shot one of our players. Twice that, kind of smell, yeah. that kind of smells like a, hey, let's kind of pull it. And again, I'm not, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not putting, taking anything away from the shooting and, yeah. you know, that this stuff definitely needs to change, but it is a known uh, Dan Snyder tactic to yeah. kind of just throw, throw some stuff out there to kind of like just sweep stuff under the rug. Like uh, last year it was mm-hmm. uh, the, Sh- the Sean Taylor um retirement jersey yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah and uh and, and even the the uh, jackson Mahomes thing aside that mm-hmm. which again the, I, I will give the kid partial credit for getting that might have been bad but like yeah. i'm not even talking about that part just kind of again it, it definitely mm-hmm. he definitely deserved that because that, that guy was a generational talent taken too soon but mm-hmm. rest assured that that was not out of dan snyder's good good out of his out of the heart from mm-hmm. him you know yeah. So, do you think this is? Do you think they might also announce his uh, potential selling of the team as well? Just the way they said it, yeah. It just seemed like some news is coming out, other than just the uh, what they're talking about. I mean, it's sounding like they're at least they've at least released that they're exploring things now. The exploration could be they want to do a partial sale, but who's you know interested in being you know one tied to Dan Snyder and two underneath them with no authority. I think, you know, the, I think Forbes estimated that if they could sell the team, it would be the current value is about 5 million, but you could probably sell it for six to seven or excuse me, billions for and, and a half billion. And especially and, who's yeah. on the, I apologize if I cut off, uh, especially who's on the list of potential mm-hmm. buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently I did read something about Bezos. If, Dan Snyder would not want to sell to Bezos, and that would be... I, I don't know if you could make that work if you're in the NFL either, because currently Amazon's a broadcast partner, so would that have any sort of conflicts, conflicts of interest? I'm not sure, but... Honestly, when it, I, I, this is just my personal mm. opinion. When there's when there's that money, much money around, like they'll find a way to make it work, probably. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of like, okay, you get the team, but you got to sell the rights to Thursday Night Football, or... Mm. Something like that. I mean, at, at the end of the day, even mm. as big as Amazon Prime is, I, I think he'd rather own the team than mm. uh, just to, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a lot of more of a money market there. Than, mm. I also think I saw that he might partner with Jay-Z. And mm. yeah. Honestly, the craziest thing I've seen so far mm-hmm. was, I can't remember who he was a part of or if it's true or not, Ryan Reynolds was possibly rumored. Uh, as a, as, hmm. I, I can't remember where it was. I, I, I just know I saw his name. Like not one of the main main people, but kind of like mm. kind of like when Bon Jovi got that group together to try to buy the Bills, which I'll be honest, I'm still a little salty about. But yeah. uh, mm. I'll say this: if if Ryan Reynolds does in fact own a part of that team, I know they're going to rename the team. Like I, I'm in full support of the, the Washington Deadpool's, just because it's right red. Mm-hmm. And that would be one hell of a mascot, if you ask me. Yeah, the only thing I can see Ron Reynolds, I see, is, like, buying the Ottawa Senators. I know that, I think, RG3 posted something about putting a group together to buy it. I, I don't think he has anywhere near enough money on his own or 
has too many other people that could get it, you know, up to where he needed it. It might have just been, a, I could have sworn it was a, an article somewhere, mm. or it might have just, I'll be honest, it might have just been a, a YouTube uh, tutor oh, okay. video. But if, at the same time, that's still a very mm. interesting thing to discuss, I'd yeah. say. Even in the likelihood of, hap- mm-hmm. of happening. Yeah. Um, now, looking, let's see. Mm-hmm. Is there any other big news that you think we should discuss this week, Robin? I'm trying to think if there's anything... Um... I think. I mean, is there any more on the? Do you feel like with the Saturday news, does that? I'm sure. Do you think coaches, both in that building and around the league, feel a certain way about that, or? Um. What, what do you think about it? In your opinion? I mean, I I mean, like I said before, with Bradley and um, Fox, you have the experienced guys. If you want to go there, and then you have like a guy, you know, who's at least been. On your coaching staff and Reggie Wayne, who could probably be like, oh, oh let's right. give that guy a shot rather than, you know, some guy off um, the analyst chair or anything like that, you know. And then you have a bunch of guys that, you know, work very hard for jobs and, you know, uh, years I, and years I, and years. I, yeah. You're actually going to get a chuckle out of this, guys. When he said mm-hmm. Saturday, I first thought the news that happened Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, yeah, not actually Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you could finally prove Josh, uh, not Josh, uh, Peyton Manning wrong about mm-hmm. him not calling plays. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still love that video, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my one thing is this. If you just want to do a flash in a pan move, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know if he would do it just because he has the mm-hmm. – the uh, thing with Eli every Monday, but if that'd yeah. be a more flashier thing, I'd be like, hey, Peyton Manning's our head coach or something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. They, they probably might have offered it to That's him, true. but yeah. I did see um, Dwight Freeney on the Rich Eisen show said if he was offered the job, he would have hung up, but it's tough for anyone to like say no to a chance like that, no matter where you are, especially, you know, you know, not... And again, yeah. I think... I think every every player should have a, a coaching job before they get mm. that coaching gig. Yeah. Uh, in the end. But I'll say this: mm. even for, like I'd say he should do a head. I don't think he ever will. Yeah. I think he would be a phenomenal offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like, by mm. his fourth or fifth year, he was basically unofficially call, he was the offensive coordinator for all of his games. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the Bills and mm. uh, talk about their loss and. Uh, mm. Some good things or bad things from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that this season has somewhat been sub? Like, there's been a few great mm-hmm. games of wrong and some great teams, and I don't know. Just, it just feels like this season's been kind of sloppy a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, there's no like undefeated team going around. There's you know the teams that were great last year, Tampa Bay's four and five. They probably will sneak into the playoffs, but they'll be mostly because of a bad division, not you know on the strength of their performance. Uh, the Super Bowl champs last year, the Rams, dealing with a bunch of injuries on their O-line and skill players here and there, but they missed their best pass protector and best pass or outside pass rusher, and all of a sudden, two things they regret at last year. Um, they, they have no offense, and then they have the worst sack differential in the league, I believe. Um, and then, you know, some of the big additions we thought would be huge, you know, uh, Russell Wilson struggled a little bit, but I do think it'll be better after the bye week with, you know, another week of rest with that hamstring and some more time with those receivers. 
Um, yeah, I think there's just one no elite team as of right now that like everyone can follow. Oh, they're going to go undefeated and everything like that. And um, oh, with, with the exception of the Eagles. Oh, with, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's the Eagles. Yep. Yeah, I keep. And even the Eagles, you look at them, and there's always like a couple games, at least a few games this year, where like, why aren't they beating this team by more? Um, I mean, they could theoretically make the run for the undefeated year, but I don't see it. If they, I mean, I I could see fourteen and three, fifteen and two, but I'll I'll say this: looking mm. at their the rest of their uh, schedule, yeah. Um. They could do it, hmm. and they, uh, possibly. I mean, yeah. maybe the Cowboys could surprise them. Mm-hmm. I have no faith in the Packers anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that's maybe that's something we could discuss before we last thing oh, yeah. we discuss for the Bills. But uh, mm-hmm. and again, I, and yes, the NFC East is playing a much have one of some of the easiest schedules in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I think Eagles, either they have the easiest or one of the three or four easiest, but they're mm-hmm. still a phenomenal team. Like, that's as true as what they are. They mm-hmm. would still, even if they had to play in their toughest, one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, I could still see them with yeah. only two, mm-hmm. possibly three losses so far. Like, they are really good. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Packers, what, what, mm-hmm. what do you, like, we knew there was going to be a loss. Mm-hmm without Devonta Adams, but it just feels like it's just been a shift. All of mm-hmm. all of the Packers is just, uh, mm-hmm. it just feels like they're playing sloppy. Yeah, and, you know, I think the quarterback in a lot of clips you're seeing, like even from the Lions game, is just like there's open receivers in the middle of the field and he either doesn't see them or by the time, you know, they're open, he's um, taken either, either the easy check down or the, Quick pass out of bounds. He has three interceptions in the red zone, including one where he's you know trying to throw to the tackle, and the tackle is at least slightly open, and the ball is underthrown by like five feet or so, and picked off by Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, it's just tough to know what's he. I mean, is he still dealing with the thumb? Is that an issue, or you know, just is on the same page with guys? And then, and you know. After the week, he's saying, you know, I know I'm great, and I know I'm doing this, and, you know, putting it together, and having my days, my bad days, but I'm still playing hard, and, you know, it kind of feels like there's a separation between, you know, what he's doing and what the young receiving core is doing, and, you know, they've spent, they're spending 50 plus million a year on him this year, next year, and the next year, it's sounding, I believe so, Um, so unless he retires, you know, they're stuck with them the next two and a half um, years. And it feels like he wants more control, more of this, more of that, um, from both the front office and the coaching staff. And because they haven't seen enough to, you know, give Jordan Love a shot and are, you know, stuck with this contract, they, they're, you know, not positioned to tell him no. And unfortunately, you know, all the years where they didn't get him guys um, and do what he wanted. Now he's kind of like um, use that power when um, unfortunately his level of ability and play has gone down, you know? And I guess maybe, maybe again, this is probably mm. the crazy theory theorizers out mm. there. 
kind of had a weird term I guess created. Yeah. Uh, like maybe he's again. I don't think he's doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. but you know, I'll say the one benefit of this year happening is maybe next year is like you know what I won't retire, mm-hmm. but I, I'll, I maybe I'll give you guys an extra ten twenty. But like I have final say on like mm-hmm. wide receivers yeah. out there mm-hmm. and how to beef the team up. So yeah. I, Maybe this could be a good bounce back year for them next year. Yeah, but, uh, they might get a top ten pick, but the receiving core now is Sammy can't get open. He's hurt again. Watson's in and out. Lazard with the shoulder, and so maybe this yeah, this yeah. might be a good because are are they in the top ten right now for the draft picks? I can't. I either think they're either in the top ten or right at the edge of it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you just trajectory, mm-hmm. right, trajectory. Use enough trajectory. Everyone mm-hmm. else, for the most part, is going for a quarterback. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. few exceptions, you know, but mm-hmm. there's still quite a few that are looking. That there's like I think only maybe th- three or four teams that aren't looking for a quarterback at the time. Yeah, ten right now. So I mean that's perfect for them because wherever mm-hmm. they go, they can either pick someone up or maybe they can make an ex- a blockbuster trade for like a mm-hmm. a top receiver in the league for like a number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I and I forget how many picks did they get for the Raiders for Devontae? I think just the first and second last year. So first I don't think they have anything and, upcoming. So it was from just them. that's right, yeah. Because yeah. I forgot about. That. I always mm. I forgot that it or they already happened. For some reason, mm. I thought it was still coming this year. Yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so now switching before we talk about our predictions, I was going to talk mm-hmm. about the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like many of us, uh, for the few days before the game uh, mm-hmm. happened, when uh, Matt Milano yeah. was out, I knew it was going to be a tough game, then Porter mm-hmm. was out, and it was yeah. like, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jets, they are a very good team, yeah. mm-hmm. but with those particular injuries, mm-hmm. It got even worse because you know they're yeah. they're a good rushing team, and you know without Milano, who mm. was the my opinion the MVP of blocking the rush, you yeah. know it was going to mm. be. I mean, it was another game that was till the end, and Josh makes some mistakes. Yeah. Um, he also got banged up. I, I think mm. this is again. I, I might be in the minority. I think this is good for the Bills in the long run. It's like mm. sometimes getting getting knocked on your feet and realizing your complacency is that's how yeah. you it, like elevate yourself better. You know, now that he's a little banged up, uh, maybe he'll take a little slower. I, I think this is a good bounce back game against Minnesota. Again, not mm-hmm. taking anything from Minnesota. They're a great team, but uh, their defense isn't super phenomenal. I really think this, while Josh is trying to heal his arm a bit, I think this would be a very rush-heavy game coming up on Sunday. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm not sure you're entirely wrong. The only thing is it's like um... – they already had kind of a loss like that against Miami, and yes, they were dealing with a bunch of injuries in that game as well, but you'd feel like that would be the loss to tell you guys, okay, you guys aren't invincible, you guys can't, you know, make big, you know, catastrophic mistakes, and then even another game like that this week with, you know, um, and both last couple years right off the bye, they have, like last year, they had a sloppy game, but a win against Miami, where they won double digits, but still played really sloppy coming out of the bye, and then they um, lost the next week going to Jacksonville as a double-digit favorite, and basically the same thing this year where they, you know, win double-digits by the Packers but look sloppy there. And then, you know, like I think after halftime 
of the Packers game. He did run for two touchdowns um, since that time. Been last game and a half. Allen has four picks, no passing touchdowns. So, and pretty much all of them are just like straight to the defender, and they're just like, and a couple of them are in the red zone. Just what? What did he see? What was he doing? Was it something with the elbow beforehand? I don't know, but I would hope that it's a galvanizing. Loss, not something that leads to further losses down the stretch. But last year they had kind of a bad streak coming out of the bye, um, where they go, you know, from four and two to seven and six, and then have to make their way. And this year you're hoping, you know, to set up and get a good seed, and then you know be able to rest down the stretch. But now, you know, depending on how long this UCL um, sprain slash slight tear takes Allen, whether it's a week or two where he still somehow plays through with it, um, you know. Um, they do have to figure out their issues, and the red zone offense especially has been one of, if not the least efficient in the league. I, I do think that they're going to, mm. again, this is just my opinion, they might switch his role to a little more game managery. Mm. Like maybe don't rip the ball as much, but just yeah. we have enough good, our receivers are good enough just to get open for quick slots and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think Milano's gonna be back this weekend, if I remember correctly. Right? He's practicing. I don't know if that means he'll be back. And then, and then uh, what about is uh, our boy Tre'Davious White uh, close to getting ready to go? I think he prob they probably are just were just trying to get him through the motions of last week of like preparing to play but not playing him yet. So he might play this week, but then Edmonds missed practice um, today. Today being Wednesday, and then Poyer missed practice. So who knows if those guys are able to play and all on Sunday. So, it, you know, it's a tough game to decipher, not only for fans and media, but also Vegas, because that line has shifted so much in the last week based on what they're hearing for injury-wise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, the, the last point I would like to make about what's mm-hmm. going on is, even I, it's a sprint, not a marathon. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's a marathon. Not, I said that obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You know, like, as much as we would love these guys back for the game, you know, mm-hmm. I think getting them healed up is a yeah. lot better. Because mm-hmm. even if we do lose this weekend, which I, I don't think we will, mm-hmm. it's we're still, we will be tied with, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, we wouldn't be tied with Kansas City, but uh, mm-hmm. we'd still safely be in the sec, because after us, and, uh, well, yeah, right behind us, like, for the time being, lose mm-hmm. to uh, the Jets, mm-hmm. we'll be behind the Jets and the Dolphins, because they yeah. currently have the head, head to us, but yeah. mm-hmm. other than that, like, you know, we'll still be ahead of the Ravens, because mm-hmm. we beat the Ravens. Yeah. And we beat the tenth, the Titans will still be ahead of them. And mm-hmm. I think in the long run, it's better to get healthy. But I think yeah. some of them will be back on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, looking at the other games, you know, starting mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, <clears throat> the Thursday night game, mm-hmm. you have Atlanta and Carolina. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I feel bad for saying I don't really have much interest in watching. Mm-hmm. And actually, the only reason I might is Al Michaels is just yeah so much, and it's just fun. Like they're they're at a point where like he's Al Michaels, so they have to pay him. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have fun with it. Kind yeah, of. yeah. He's like, if these games are bad, hey, I'm just going to tell you that they are. And you know, if there's something that affects the um, 
spread, like a late game touchdown, late game field goal or something that, you know, affects how, whether one team covers or not, he's going to make a sweet mention of it. Yeah, I really think that Atlanta's going to come on. Like, yeah. I still think it's going to go to Tampa Bay in the end, but I mm. just think that they realize they still have a chance to make yeah. the playoffs to the division. So they're going to mm-hmm. play, their, play their tails off, if you ask me. Yeah, same here. I think they get this one, yeah. Um, well, yeah, one thing I want to mention, this is their first German game yeah. mm-hmm. happening in Germany, Seattle and Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think Tampa has a chance? Like, I, I guess last week mm-hmm. Tom kind of pulled up vintage Tom out of his yeah. behind. Mm-hmm. Do you think the same will happen? Or I don't think they can do it if they only score 16 points and need, you know, and they only have nine throughout the game and they need that seven at the end. And I think the Rams basically gave them every opportunity to come back because, you know, they get a stop with less than two minutes and then have to um, punt it back um, with about a minute left and then still let them score TD and the Rams offense just no-showed throughout a bunch of that game. And I think they had a record amount of drives in which they had to lead against Tom Brady and still lost. And it was seven drives they had to lead against Tom Brady and didn't score on offense. And you you have that, that's just, you know, pushing your luck. Um, But Seattle's got corners that can cover those receivers, um, developing defensive line. And then, you know, they got Geno playing incredible level and Kenneth Walker's kind of got not quite I've heard this comparison he's not quite at the Adrian Peterson rookie level but he's having a great rookie year obviously may win offensive rookie of the year so there's a chance Tampa could win um and if they do then they it probably helps them a ton in that um divisional race in the NFC South but I also feel like Seattle's built something really great and will find a way to edge them out if they don't, you know, screw up. And there's something with Tampa where they're just, they either win by the skin of their teeth and their individual talent, or they lose because they just don't have the same discipline as in past years. Yeah, so I think we're both agreeing that it's yeah. that's definitely going to be Seattle coming up on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit-Chicago is... Mm. I'll be honest, it's kind of tough for me because mm-hmm. Detroit's getting back in the groove of their offense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Chicago is the or the head coach of Chicago is kind of finally like, yeah. oh, let's let let's let our quarterback play to his strengths. Yeah, yeah. Finally, um, I, I think at the end though, I think Detroit might win it just because mm-hmm. Chicago. It was a smart move for Chicago, mm-hmm. getting all those draft picks for next year. Yeah, trying to help out. Uh, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I think with the, that lack of defensive players now and how good the offense of the, of the Lions can potentially be, as we saw mm-hmm. the first few weeks of the season, I think they'll score more points than Chicago. But it's still a divisional game, so I, th- I think it's still going to be 50-50, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to give the Detroit. I think Chicago is really, you know, I mean, the last couple of games the defense hasn't been great at all with, you know, the Cowboys putting up close to 50, although one was a defensive touchdown, and then 35 by the Dolphins. But the Bears, you know, if, you know, they call it defensive pass interference with, you know, Chase Cleepole being hugged at the end of the game, which they didn't call, um, Chicago has a chance to at least tie, if not win that game. And Fields last month, especially in fantasy, but even the games has been 
pretty great uh, after that, you know, Washington game where, you know, he missed a wide open touchdown, had issues, but now they're, you know, he had that crazy 60-yard touchdown where he's just running through two, three guys, making a ton of plays in the past game as well. Um, another week with Claypool, I think you'll see them go for a deep ball or two, and then they have Mooney as well and Cole Komet. They're still, like, missing maybe another piece or two on that offense and better line. And there's young pieces on defense with Brisker, Kyler Gordon, um, but they're still young at that end. But I think this is a game that they do find a way to win. I don't think they're like a quote-unquote playoff team at the end of the year, but I think they end up with seven or eight wins and can steal a game or two against practically anybody as we see, saw last week almost beating Miami. So I'm going to go with Chicago. Absolutely. Um, Jacksonville, Kansas City. I think Kansas City will win, but if there's any game that I think could pull an upset, on the, term, mm. the Chiefs, it, it, I just, it feels like the Jaguars are always an upset team. Mm. So this, this could be an interesting game. I, I still think Kansas City is mm. going to win it, but I, I think some surprises, some splashes might pop up. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it'll be close too. I mean, all six, like I said before, all six of the Jacksonville losses are by one score. Um, they have a running back that's playing an incredible level in Travis Etienne. Lawrence really made some plays back um, from 17 down um, last week. So, you know, if he takes away the bad turnovers and, you know, is just able to, you know, move the ball downfield and capitalize in the red zone, you know, I think Jacksonville can win practically against anybody, but, you know, they're still young in a few spots. So um, I think, yeah. yeah. And again, I'm really happy for my friend who's a Jaguars fan. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I'll say the other exciting thing about this game, what makes it really underrated, is it's a master mm-hmm. and apprentice game with yeah. uh, with the <clears throat> excuse me Andy Reid with uh, mm-hmm. oh my goodness I'm sorry guys I'm forgetting his, his name right thank I knew it was Peterson thank you Doug Peterson uh, so yeah that's gonna be a fun game yeah. uh, Cleveland at Miami uh, would I like to see Cleveland win 100 mm-hmm. percent is that gonna happen most likely not so you know mm-hmm. Miami. <laughs> Especially yeah. how well Miami's playing right now. Yeah, two has been great coming off the last couple of weeks. Um, the defense, I mean, they allowed 32 to Chicago. They allowed, um, you know, 27 in the first half against um, the Lions and then clamped down. So Cleveland can definitely move the ball, score some points, do some other things. But defense has struggled a bunch, although the last game they played Monday night against uh, the Bengals, they played incredible. If they bring that same defense performance against the Dolphins with their offense still being able to produce most weeks on a pretty high clip, even with Brissett in, they could definitely steal it. But I think for now, I'd give the edge to Miami. And and then let's see, uh, moving on, we have Houston at the Giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is, you know, Houston's going to keep on chugging along on their their tank, and this is going to be a pretty easy win for the Giants. Yeah, I feel that way too. They're coming off the bye, and I think they they'll have gotten a little healthier, and you know maybe looked at some of the weaknesses in their own offense to see what they could fix, at least game plan wise. Um, maybe involve Wandale Robinson a little more as well. Uh, going, uh, got the Saints playing in Pittsburgh. I would say this game would be close, but uh, if anyone's been reading the news, the, uh, in my opinion, the best 
uh, the best defensive player in the past five years is finally mm. returning. Yeah, TJ Watt, and it's going to really show what a difference maker mm. the the team their team is without. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, with TJ Watt, like it is always mm. a treat to watch him play. Yeah, yeah, I could see so that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, so I I, I really think it's the Steelers game this weekend in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's talk of some interesting things now. They traded Claypool, you know, um, now it's time to involve George Pickens more. And then Najee Harris, for all the struggles he had, letting Jalen Warren with a little more speed and um, agility at running back go in. And I'm not sure if Najee, there's definitely some times where you feel like Najee is at a hole and doesn't go and doesn't cut up into it the way that Richardson did early, Trent Richardson did in his career. So... Um, maybe they're doing that to light a fire under them, but um, I do think even with all the offense draws and the rookie QB, I do think Pittsburgh can get this win because it is in Pittsburgh and they're coming off a bye, and Tomlin can get them ready for the second half of the year. And again, just TJ Watts back. And, mm-hmm. uh, looking at their schedule, they yeah. they might be able to with TJ back and looking at their schedule, they might. Mm. Do the traditional Tomlin thing of never being under five hundred. That'd be hard. Yeah, they have that. to win seven of nine. Seven of nine. That that would be difficult. Oh, so it, it's okay. I, I did forget about the extra game. Mm. Uh, I, I I can I see them mm. losing at least two, maybe three. It's yeah. gonna be tricky, but I think they can do it. But mm. you know, yeah. you know, I, I always like to see good football. So mm. yeah. and again, I just. I know it sounds crazy, but T.J. Watt is that good to change yeah. the outlook of the game. Yeah. But, yeah, for this weekend, uh, definitely Steelers game to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver at Tennessee. Uh, I mean, Denver kind of looked good uh, in their trip to uh, London. I think that was the last time they played, right? Yep, yep, against played. Jacksonville, yep. Uh, against Tennessee, I, I still think they're getting stuff together. So I, I think Tennessee might end up winning this game. I actually think depend it depends on, you know, also with Tannehill, does he come back? Does he come back healthy? If he does, um, is it still Malik Willis? But honestly, I think Denver coming off the bye, they have, you know, the corner play to shut down um, whatever receivers the Titans could put on the field. I'm not sure Trillian Burks will or won't be ready um, to play. And then with Patrick Sertan, on one end, uh, covering up. And then their defense has played basically lead the entire year. They just need the offense to be a little better and start to pick up a bunch in that second half against Jacksonville. And I feel like with those two weeks off, they bring in Chase Edmonds, another option at running back um, to go along with um, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon. Um, not obviously at the level of Javante Williams, but I do think um, that and Greg Dolchich at tight end, the rookie, stepping up the past two, three weeks and having that buy to get more chemistry with Russell Wilson, I think um, that'll be just enough for the Broncos to get an upset win and maybe change the narrative a bit on um, their season. Maybe, you know, end up with eight or nine wins at the end, but we shall see. And how do you think, uh, how do you think the the Broncos defense should fare against uh, King Henry? Uh, I think they're going to devote a bunch of resources to them, um, eight, nine in the box, and basically say to whether it's Tannehill or Malik Willis, hey, beat us throwing the football. Um, and with you know Tannehill coming off a couple weeks where he hasn't played, and Willis, you know, having a super talented 
um, base, but being really incredibly raw, um, I'm not sure that the passing game for the Titans will be able to step up. I will say, I listen to what you mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be close to whoever mm-hmm. wins it either way, because mm-hmm. they do have the defense to contain, uh, like you said, Henry, and that will force whoever the quarterback mm-hmm. will be to throw it more. It's just at this point, even though like it's like if there's a game that the offense needs to win it for them, it's definitely this game because again, that defense is, has been phenomenal this year. Just it's always sad to see good defense ruined by bad offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Vegas will win this one. Just you know, with the new coach, mm-hmm. I think Jonathan Taylor's still banged up. I don't really have an, I'll say this though. If if the Raiders lose, and funny enough, it's the, te- the the first team that well, actually, I mean the second team. I'm sorry that uh, McDaniel's was going to go to as a head coach and backed out of. So yeah. it's just kind of funny that the coach that replaced him is gone. Yeah. If he somehow loses this game, because I got like it's been their their been their like well, I mean I'm sorry, with the exception of one game where they got blown out. Mm. I think they lost by like one score most times, and they also blew. Yeah. I can't remember where it was, but like there was a record that since either the the merger, the AFL, mm. and the NFL, or since the Super Bowl era, mm. it was either like I think like five to eight times that, or yeah, I think like eight eight nine times they lost after a seventeen point lead. Yeah, and, mm. I, and I think somewhere said it was like three of them were yeah. this year. Yeah, so that's just. So what do you think? Do you think uh, if they lose this, that's McDaniel's uh, goodbye letter? It could very well be. So the official stat is from 17-point blown leads by the Raiders franchise history. From the beginning of the Raiders in 1960 to 2021, it was five times that they had blown 17-point leads. And in just the first six games of this year, they've done it three times against Arizona, against Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you lose to like a coach that was brought in the week of, not even with the staff. That that would, I mean, they've already had a couple closed door meetings this week with Mark or this year, Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels. That that would guarantee another one. Um, so I do think, and I think the Raiders get it done. But um, if they don't, like you said, it's just it it it's going to be one of those like. What can Josh McDaniels coach at all? And where he's just an offense coordinator. Sure, yeah. I'm just saying, Mark, you could have kept Basaccia. Mm-hmm. The team yeah. loved him. It's just, I bet he's real. So if you think, I'll, I'll, before we get to the Packers, because he's mm-hmm. on the Packers now, if McDaniels is gone, mm-hmm. and if they do, do you think Basaccia might, like, at the end of the season, like, they're like, we made a mistake, we want you back. Do you think he'll do it? Or. They could, but they could also, you know, Sean Payne's the big coaching free agent out there. And anybody That's with, true. like, great skill position, talented quarterback, nice draft pick capital, like the Raiders could have, Sean Payne might look at there and be like, hmm, I can make something of that. I mean, because the Saints, I'm sure he left the Saints just because, as we see now, they've given up all their picks. You know, they don't have a quarterback. And year after year, they have to restructure contracts here, 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 and here. And one country they might get rid of is, you know, Michael Thomas because they can finally get out of that deal. He's just been too injury prone. But 
Um, and Speak, speaking of that, speaking of the Raiders, that, that could yeah. also be a good landing spot for Frank. How funny yeah. and ironic would that be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where Frank goes. Uh, that could be good, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, if, I'll say that if, if it's not Sean Payton, like, again, I think, I don't think they'll go to him right away, but, you know, mm. if, I, if I was Mark Davis and if we got rid of McDaniels, I would go back to Misaccia. Like, he, he had mm. something with that team. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying I'm in no way trying to say he is John Madden. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he kind of has a John Madden feel. Yeah, like he loves his, mm-hmm. he loves and respects his team like Madden. Mm-hmm. You know, he's I wouldn't say he's a no nonsense coach, but uh, he's kind of you know mm-hmm. John Madden like, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Packers, uh, we were talking about them or Versace's team. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas at 4:25 will be playing in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. This is a hard one for me to decide on because Dallas is playing the tails off. But yeah. you, you, if you're Green Bay, you do not want to lose. Mm-hmm. I think this, if they lose, this will be six in a row. I remember, yeah, because yes, they, they, yeah. they lost in this season opener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do not want to lose at Lambeau Field, being yeah. six, your sixth loss in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this feels like something has to give. Like they, they mm-hmm. were playing a little bit better against the Bills. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. I was, uh, I think I was, yeah, I was busy mm-hmm. on Sunday with work, so I didn't really get to see how they played mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think will win this? Uh, I, I'm actually listening to you first before I make my choice because I'm really having a hard time deciding this one. So the Cowboys are coming off a bye, um, so who knows? Do they come back refreshed and energized, or a little bit sloppy, or without having seen the field for a couple weeks? I mean, the Packers played a Bills team that had that, and you know, Bills had their issues, but they still won by 10 against Green Bay. Um, I feel like if Dallas has established their form, it's going to keep going with it, which is run the football. Um, Zeke and Pollard are just Pollard if he's just in um, this week. And, you know, have Dak make plays in the past game, some plays with his legs here and there. But, you know, don't force anything unless it's not there and, you know, be creative on offense because they were more creative with, um, you know, formations and motions and certain plays with Cooper Rush. And hopefully they've incorporated that with Dak to make his job easier because sometimes when you have the backup, you're forced to be a little more creative. And when you're, you have the star, you just kind of go, oh, they'll figure it out on their own. And sometimes you need to have that creativity there too. Um, and then the defensive line, you know, back to yards back for the Packers, although he barely practices, but when he plays, he plays at an incredibly high level. Um, but you do wonder if the Cowboys, if they rush the passer, will they put Micah Parsons on the other side against the right tackle? I would think they would do that. And then you still have to worry about Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, all these great defensive linemen and just overall players. And then Trevon Diggs can probably take away whoever is playing at receiver at Green Bay. So, I mean, I think Green Bay can try and run it, do a few things, you know, move the ball here and there. But then, you know, when they need a play to be made outside, um, I'm not sure if they can protect long enough or even if they do have receivers get open or even Rodgers trust them when they get open. So I think Green Bay will keep it close for some of it, but I, I do think Dallas does go in and win in that. I mean, if Green Bay is going to win, they have to make or make a run to at least get to the postseason. They have to win it now. But I, I feel like there's just so much tension and 
um, downward slope with this team. I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's a tough year for Packers fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arizona and LA. I, both teams are kind of showing issues mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's just kind of more of like who has more issues. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one, tough one for me. Yeah. I, I think it might be Arizona just because the, mm-hmm. the Rams are very banged up right now. Yeah, and then Matthew Stafford's in concussion protocol, so I'm not sure how that affects his status. Um, I'm interested to see, because uh, I think it premieres tonight, the um, – Hard knocks in season for the Cardinals just to see how much drama's there. Because last year's hard knocks in season was pretty entertaining with it being the Colts and them, you know, going from a tough start or a tough start to having the chance at nine six to get in the playoffs and how it ends. Um, you know, it feels like another, you know, entertaining um hard knock season on uh, HBO or in season uh edition for that. Um so I'll be interested in seeing that. But if Stafford doesn't play, I think the Cardinals win. If he does somehow play, I think the Rams find a way to squeak it out. But neither one of these teams do you look at and say to yourself that, you know, I think the Rams have kept, been as well managed as they can forever. But at some point when you're paying, you know, 8, 10, 12 guys that high of money and are forced to go, you know, cheaper on the other ends and your draft picks don't hit, and you get injuries and all that stuff, eventually, you know, you know, I think you have to pay the piper, and this is the year that they're kind of paying for it, and it's a year where they're going to lose that potential high pick, top first half pick to Detroit, but they do have that Super Bowl ring, you know, so... I, I would, honestly, I would do that if I was <laughs> in their position. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I think it really comes down to who is able to play at quarterback. Yeah, and then... And just- Sorry. And then Murray's was uh, not participant with the hamstring issue, so but it was just a walkthrough, so maybe they just didn't want to do anything. But yeah, I, so I think I I think slight like again, I think Arizona might edge it out, mm-hmm. but it will be definitely be closer. Stafford's playing, and yeah. Rams fans, if you're listening, you know you know you sold out for a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. you know. I think those the Rams should be fine next year. I think. Yeah, yeah. they just got to get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opinion, one of the best Sunday mm-hmm. football games of the year so far yeah. is going to be mm-hmm. the Chargers at, at San Francisco. Yeah, uh, you know if Herbert's getting a little healthier and mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco cracked the code. In my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, I think McCaffrey was the perfect fit mm-hmm. for that offensive scheming that. Uh, <clears throat> that Shanahan has up there. So mm-hmm. I, I do yeah. think that I do think San Francisco is going to win this one. And I, I think they're going to win their division. Uh, again, Seahawks are up there mm-hmm. right now. And again, not taking anything away from them, but San Francisco has already beat them once. And I yeah. think they're a better team, but uh, for this weekend, uh, Sunday night, I'm going to give it to San Fran. Yeah. I'm feeling them too. They have, you know, McCaffrey's really integrated well, and then they've had a bye week to, you know, trying to get some more things done. They let go of Jeff Wilson, but now they have Elijah Mitchell, who's their leading rusher, coming back, um, you know, so he can be a good backup there. Um, Debo, hopefully he's been healthy coming off the bye. Ayuk, um, they're not a great throwing down the field team with Garoppolo, but 0-15, to 15, he can be as efficient as anybody, um, taking the check down, taking the open guy, quick open guy, getting it 
their hands. Um, there is kind of a ceiling if you can't hit the downfield plays, but if you don't have to rely on them, then, you know, it doesn't hurt you when you don't have that. So, um, and then the Chargers have maybe the worst run defense in football. So I think the Niners will be able to, you know, run it, short pass, ball control, get some points. And then defensively, um, they're going to be facing a Chargers team that may or may not have either of their two receivers, uh, Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen. And that just puts so much pressure on um, Justin Herbert. And they'll have to face against defensive line. Maybe Eric Armstead's back and you have to worry about him and Nick Bosa with no Joey Bosa yet to help you out on the other end. So I'm feeling Niners as well. And it feels like Henry Keenan has been having a really tough year this year. Has mm-hmm. he? I can't remember if he came back at all for a game yet. Uh, who? Sorry. Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Since the first Did couple weeks. Did he come back for a game since he was injured? I can't remember. I think he tried to come back for at least the Seattle game or another game, and uh, wasn't able to. I think, and even the Falcons game, and wasn't able to get it through. That hammy's really been bothering him all year. I think I I really think that the Chargers are going to have a better year next year, especially if they get a different coach again. Yeah. Nothing against Staley, but I just don't think he's the best coach to mm-hmm. tap into what Herbert has. Yeah, and I'll say that that in my opinion, that's the place where Sean Payton's going to go. Yeah, I think that could be has, it. Yeah, he definitely has the most upside out of all the quarterbacks. Mm. But uh, ending on Monday night, we got the Commanders uh, against. At Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, I think Philadelphia win this game. That yeah. being said, mm-hmm. it is a divisional game, and yeah. not only that, it's the NFC East. So I really think anything can happen in this game, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles that win this in the end. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Heineke does give the Washington Commanders a you know great um, energy level and boost them on the field, but with it being in Philly, um, them having you know a week and a half rest to prepare for it. Um, you know, I think they do find a way to win out, go on top and win. Chase Young might make some impact plays in this game. Um, I feel like Philly, I want to see them get a dominant win in one of these games because the past few weeks, although the Steelers one was a dominant one, but I also feel like there's that, I want to see them have that extra gear against at least a middle team or a great team and then just flatten them um, before, you know, I feel like they can get to that 16-1, 17-0 um, style because I think, you know, when they're, um, you know, not playing great um, in the second half of the games, there's going to be a team or two good enough to beat them in that scenario. But if they um, are able in this game in the weeks to come to, you know, show that extra gear, then, you know, that'll, like, quell my worries. And maybe they can make that run toward, you know, undefeated, but they don't need to do it, but, you know, it's possible if I see those things change for them. Yeah, so this could be, there's definitely be some good games this weekend. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, there's going to be some more games, especially on Thanksgiving time, but uh, mm. that's going to do us today for uh, Football Update. This is Andy. And Robin.